This is the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you the inside track on Liverpool FC's next opponents. A hectic start to the season for Liverpool comes to a close this evening when the champions make the trip to the Midlands to take on Aston Villa in the final Premier League match before the international break. I'm Paul Wheelock and to get the lowdown on a revitalised and big spending Villa side, I had the pleasure of speaking to Ashley Priest. Ash is the Aston Villa writer for the Birmingham Live website and he tells me all about what has been an exciting summer and exciting start to the campaign for fans of Dean Smith's team. Villa, like Liverpool, boast a 100% winning record going into Sunday's game, but have they any chance of stopping a red side that were at their imperious best in Monday's 3-1 win over Arsenal at Anfield and the 2-0 triumph at Chelsea eight days before that? I asked that question, plus more, about the likes of Jack Grealish and Villa new boy Ross Barkley in this, the latest edition of the Behind Enemy Lines podcast. Behind Enemy Lines on the Blood Red channel. Well, hi Ash, first and foremost, thanks very much for joining me on this podcast. How are you doing and you looking forward to Sunday's big match? Yeah, thanks for having me on, Paul. Looking forward to Sunday. Big test for Villa, as everyone knows. I don't think there's a bigger test in the Premier League at present is there really um, ran them close last year but I think it's a good test of Villa because I think they've started well haven't they and I think we can two out of two playing against Liverpool that's where, you, uh, that's where we'll see where Villa are at really for the year ahead so a good test on Sunday um, I'm looking forward to it yeah We'll get into that game in in a moment because you, but I just want to focus on what the start of the season's been like for Villa. I know there was the disappointment on Thursday night when it, it seemed an admittedly second string side went out of the Carabao Cup, but you said it yourself there. It's two out of two. There's been a lot of good signings, which we will we'll definitely touch on in a, in, in a second. The, the mood in the Villa fan base going into this Liverpool game must be really good. It is, yeah. I had the block in midweek against Stoke, but obviously you mentioned it was second string. But yeah, in the Premier League, they look, look more efficient this year. I think uh, Smith was watching a load of Liverpool tapes last year and Project Restart. He was watching Liverpool DVDs of how they, how they defended. And I asked him about that today. And he said, just just the, the shift the players put in, the Liverpool players put in, to get beyond the ball when they lose the ball. And so, yeah, Smith's looking to add a bit of, add a bit of a Liverpool touch to his back line. Obviously, obviously a lot gets said of Liverpool going forward, but it's their defence that makes them, makes them as great as they are. But... Yeah, the start they've made. I think Villa looking much more solid at the back, which is a foundation for success, isn't it? Liverpool know as well with Van Dijk in there, but that's, that's the key for me. The defence has just improved so much. Toro Mings and Edry Conter, Smith labelled that then pair as a, a future England pairing, which is high praise indeed. You saw Matty Cash at fullback as well. We had, we had Freddie Gilbert, a Frenchman last year, eccentric, rapid. Solid in the tackle, but on the ball he's quite limited, and that just shows you the direction Villa are going this year under Smith. Getting Matty Cash in, who's quite flamboyant on the ball, good technician, keeps the ball well, uh, good decision making. So you got Target on the other flank as well. All England back four for for Villa as well. Yeah. Good on the ball, and you've got that little sprinkling of quality up front with Grealish and Co. Haven't we? So he bodes well, really does. The signings have been quality. Last year it was a bit of a, a trolley dash, as it were, getting as many players in. 13 players in last summer. Big turnaround, but this this time around, five shrewd signings, topped off by Barkley this week. So, yeah, I think Villa are buzzing, to, 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 to put it simply. Villa are buzzing ahead of Liverpool clash and let's show what we're made of. Yeah, it's great to hear because Villa, a huge club, 
you know, and Liverpool fans have had many good battles over the years. But let's just stay on the signings for a moment. You mentioned the uh, the right back, Matty Cash. You got Ollie Watkins, uh, Emiliano Martinez, the the Arsenal goalkeeper who did so well against Liverpool at the back end of last season. Bertrand yeah. Traore, and then that loan of Ross Barkley that you mentioned yourself there. You know, I think it's around seventy million pounds spent. You know, you can't judge transfers straight off the bat, but you know, from the outside, it looks like it, it's going to be money well spent. But it is a, a serious statement of intent this by Villa, isn't it? Definitely, yes. Yeah. So some of the Barclays, look, he's England international, isn't he? Um, hasn't happened at Chelsea. I thought the deal won't, won't, won't come off because I mean, knowing Barclays' stubbornness, he might, he might have saw Villa as a as a, a drop down a level compared to Chelsea. But he's, he's come in, he's, he believes in the project. That's the exciting sign. If we get, we get the Barclays editor to come in and perform, everyone knows he can do. There's, there's no stopping. I mean, the link up between Barclay and Grealish, Watkins is an exciting prospect as well. It's both well, really does. Where did you see Barkley playing? Because you're right there, he was a he was a cracking play for Everton. Unfortunately, the way he left the club left a bit of a sour taste there. And he's not particularly well liked now by the blue half and Merseyside. But he, he does feel like this could be a chance for him to get regular football and show that kind of undoubted talent. But you, you talked about Grealish there. You've got McGinn. There's some really talented attacking players. Where do you think Barkley's going to fit in? He's, he's, he had a conversation this week with Smith. He wants him as a number eight, as a, a box-to-box midfielder. A bit, a bit of play, 4-3-3. So they have one anchor man in midfield, which is Douglas Ruiz, and then they have two just in front of him, which is which has been John McGinn and Conor Horahan. But I don't think he starts on Sunday for me. I think he can't change a winning team, so Barkley's going to have to wait for his day. He might come off the bench. But yeah, I think he, he slots into uh, Villa's midfield three. Midfield three. There could be scope to play him two tens off Watkins with Barkley and Grealish beyond Watkins, perhaps, but further afield. But I think he'll slot in as a, as a number eight for now get box to box and hopefully just provide the goals and assists and show that defensive work rate which, which Smith prided himself on of late as well. You mentioned Ollie Watkins there. He's, he's one that particularly intrigues me. Uh, he's quite pricey, I think, at £28 million, but those that know him and have watched him feel he has that potential to step up to the elite level. What have you made of him so far? Yeah, I think it's, Smith builds him all-round athleticism. He just gives Villa another dimension. I think Van Dijk and Gomez, if they're playing on Sunday, they're in for a bit of a... a, bit of a um, Sticky situation, as it were, because last year Villa had two centre forwards who liked to play with the back towards goal, but Ollie Watkins were running behind you and he floats all around the pitch. I think he's £20 million. Pounds. I think it's a long term investment. Perhaps not, not going to be much of a resale value there, but I think it's just for the long term. I think he's here to stay at Villa and be the goal scorer that Villa fans have been craving for so long, ever since Ben Tickey left, I guess. I mean, I think it bodes, I think it's a positive signing for me. Yes. It looks expensive on paper, given he come from Championship. But what I've seen of late, his traits, and he scored 26 last season. He's a striker banging form. The strikers cost money, but I mean, all, his work rate in the early showings today just 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 give it another dimension. I think Van Dijk will have something to think about on Sunday. Pacing behind, you know what I mean? I think we'll see what he's got. I mean, it's a good test for him on Sunday against Liverpool's defence. So let's see what he's got. Yeah, you talk about Watkins, it's not the only signing up there. Bertrand Traore, I think Liverpool fans will know him. He, he likes a goal against Man City in, in Europe a few times. And you've talked yeah. there about Dean Smith wanting to improve the defence, looking at Liverpool. But surely he's, he's, he's upgraded his attack now as well. Like, it seems to be going well both ways. You know, two games, four goals scored, zero conceded. Definitely, yeah. Watkins hasn't even scored in the Premier League yet either. Um, Grealish has chipped in already with a couple... Uh, but, but yeah, I've seen Bertrand Traore second game both been in the Carabao Cup first game against Bristol he looked a class act and last night Villa weren't at the races but there's a player there £17 million rises to 19 
only 20, 26 or 24. Been around the block a long time, played at your Ajaxes and you come through at Chelsea, played a few games at Chelsea and at Leon as well, big club. So he's some at Villa needed on the flanks. I think Trezeguet will probably start on Sunday. Just um, Trezeguet is just a mad workhorse. Like he, he's just up and down. He perhaps lacks um, final ball, but I think uh, the Egyptians pretty 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 handy, especially with Liverpool pressing so high from their fullbacks. I think it, it'll be a um, it'll be it'll be fine on defensive work there. But yeah, Troy, good signing. Grealish is the star player. Obviously, Liverpool fans know all about him. I think he's he's going to come into his own again this year. Fully fledged England international now. We'll be targeting double figures, goals and assists. I think the best is yet to come from Grealish. Just saw a um, glimpse of him last year. I think he, it, this bodes well for a more consistent season for him. I, I can't speak highly enough for Grealish. I can't. I really can't. Behind enemy lines on the Blood Red Channel. We'll stick with the captain if that's all right, because for all these exciting new signings, just how important was it to keep Jack Grealish at the club and not just keep him, you know, but time down to a new long-term contract. That's it, any that, that's it. I mean, the signing in the summer for me was heavily linked with Manchester United, wasn't he? But even I think he was asked that question as well after the Arsenal game. He said he didn't know where his future future was. Um but the way they stayed up, Grealish getting the goal on the last day just felt right. Um the highest paid power at the club now and rightly so. The things he'd done last year last season were terrific and yeah, listen, he's got it good at Villa, hasn't he? He's the main man. It's his own club. A bit like Gerard at Liverpool, I guess. Um, why does he need to move? You know what I mean, Villa got some wealthy owners. Look what they've done at the start of this season. And they really want to kick on there and they want to push for these European places, Europa League, in the, in the not-too-distant future. So, yeah, massive, massive little little coup for Villa in the summer, getting Greece on a long-term contract. And just shows they're not a selling club, obviously. I mean, the sole players to... Before I think Barry went to Man City, Downey went to Liverpool, Benteke was sold to Liverpool. The list could go on. Villa have been a selling club, but they seem to have banished that now. So, yeah, the good times look like set to roll um, at Villa Park, and yeah, excited for the season ahead. Everything you're saying there shows what an ambitious club it is, and uh, people like myself I'm in the late 30s know what a huge football club Aston Villa are, and I'm sure the younger generation will see if they, if they delve into Villa's history, will see that too. So I do ask this question with a great respect because it's clear Villa want to get into those European places, but Jack Grealish is staying put now. But would he, if it, had he had gone in the summer to United, did you think he would have had the ability to play for a top four club? Now is he an elite player there? Yeah, he's a Champions League player for me all day long. Um, it's a shame he's not playing that competition because I think he'd ex- really excel. Um, frightening prospects if you put him in, a, just drop him in the Liverpool team as if you're playing a, a fantasy football or something. I think it's scary, really. Um, I really do. There's not, not many players like him at all out there. The way he goes, goes past people and wins free kicks and he's adding goals to his game now as well. The one he took in his front on Monday was always cool in the box and the best is yet to come from him, which is quite a scary prospect. I'm expecting to play for, get some minutes for England in next week as well. So, <laughs> it'll be showcased to the, to the watching world there. So, we'll see. I'm a massive Grealish fan, quite, probably biased, but we'll see this season. I think he's going to come to the fore yet again. Really like, does. It does sound exciting and you know you talk about him going to England, Tyrone Mings is in the England squad, another player who, who signed a contract in the summer and it does feel like what you're saying and what I've been reading, Dean Smith is building like a pretty young, mainly British player based side. You can see he's trying to stamp his identity on this next stage of like his uh, villain management ship. 
Yeah, that's been the quota really. Just getting good British British players in with good pedigree. Emmy um, Martin, the Arsenal goalkeeper, has been around the game, English game for a long time. He's banging form as well. Arsenal fans were sad to see him leave, and he started off really well in the Villa shirt. Yeah, go across the whole team. I think an unsung hero in Villa's part, Esri Conta, £12 million for Brentford last year. He's looking every bit in England international, so a call-up won't be too far away from him either. Yeah, I mean, in midfield, Scottish McGinn, he's back to his brilliant best at Fulham. He dipped off a bit last season, a couple of injuries, didn't he? But everyone knows what he did last season, at the start of last season. He scored 10 goals in his first, was it 10, 10 games or something like that, club and country. Great player there. Hope he's back to his best now as well. Um, all over, just looking much more settled squad. I don't know if Liverpool fans know this, but in the project restart, I think Dean Smith did like a World Cup style camp. So he had him in. They're not living together basically, which seems to work to treat um, te- uh, like camaraderie wise. Look a close close knit team now. Whereas last year there's loads of strangers there. There's 13 additions, bit of a new side, but Dean Smith got a masterstroke of um, getting them all in in hotels before and after games. It's done the trick and it's just rolled onto this season. The feel good factor is good. I don't want to jinx it. It's only not the feeling <laughs> in the league at this point, but um, it's, it's, it's just nice. It's nice to write the positive things. Yeah, Dean Smith, it sounds like he's learned from his first experience in the Premier League. He's a, a big Villa fan. I was a, f- a fan of his when he was at Brentford. You know, he, he got Villa back up to the Premier League. And there probably were times last season, you know how this game is, when there were whispers started about his job when Villa was struggling from time to time. But it looks like he's come through all that, the stronger and as a, a better manager for it. Definitely, yeah. I think just just after the last 4-0 to Leicester, just before the, the lockdown started, the question marks over his future then going into the Chelsea game if they're heavily beaten by Chelsea who knows what would have happened but yeah he's uh, re-galvanised himself he like I mentioned the, the Liverpool types he was watching Man City types and Lazio as well on, on the defensive side of things he told me he admitted it was a he went, in, went into the scene a bit too gung-ho obviously his confidence he got Philip promoted within seven months he was brash and full of it and thought, thought he could outscore other teams but I mean, look at the the, um, the game at Villa Park between Villa and Liverpool last November, was it? Last minute, uh, Robertson goal, yeah. Marmar. Yeah, he was going hammer and tongs with these elite sides. And yes, they, they were playing well for, for, for periods, but they were losing matches and he bit, bit them on the backside in the end. And Dean Smith re-evaluated, made Villa harder to beat. And in the end, it just proved, it just proved, just proved the worst, didn't it? Villa, Villa surviving on the final day, which, which for me, was Kind of like a watershed moment for Villa, the way they did that and how they've addressed their squad this this summer. So, like I said, yeah, basically learn from learn from his mistakes, and he's just been managed, just been up for, um, just been nominated for manager of the month award as well with Klopp and Ancelotti. So he's in good company there. Must be doing something right. Um, local bloke as well, which is good to see. Um, yeah, I can't speak highly enough for Smith. Speaks really well in in his interviews. Honest guy. And he's, uh, I think he's really improving. He's a Premier League manager now as well. You don't forget, he was his first year in the Premier League last year. So he learned a hell of a lot. And yeah, I think Villa are in safe hands there. 
great to hear. You you, you mentioned it a second ago, the, the game at Villa Park in November last season and Liverpool nicking it late on. It was such a, a crucial game for Liverpool. It just kept up that momentum going, you know, mm. kind of giving the belief to go into a huge December, which they did spectacularly well yeah. in. But even later in the season, Anfield, I remember watching it ours that day and uh, I think Liverpool won 2-0 in the end, didn't they? But I thought Villa, Villa were quite unlucky in that in that game as, as they were at Villa Park. Like, you know, going into this Sunday's game, is that something they can they can have on the side the fact that they've clearly improved since then and, and plus the fact that they, they did give Liverpool a good game over, over two occasions last season they did yeah I was at the Anfield game um, the door closed doors it was the first game back when Liverpool announced the champions as well and yeah Villa Villa held their own they really did for large parts of that and just lacked that final, lacked that final ball in the final third and we didn't really have a goal scorer last year as well so hopefully this year with Watkins up front you can sniff out if had a chance, even a half chance, and um, bury one, and you know you don't, do, you don't get many chances against this Liverpool side. So when you do, you've got to make sure you take them. But yeah, I think Villa can give uh, Liverpool a game on Sunday. I'm not sure how how, how Liverpool started this year. There's been much difference to last year. Obviously, not not many additions have been made, but I think Klopp's been happy what what he did. How's it been? This year, yeah. Well, it's the first game. Funnily enough, it was the four-three game against Leeds, and Leeds did certainly lay a glove on Liverpool that night. And there was a a lot of talk on social media. You'll know better than me, mate. Being a, a club reporter, what it can be like when there's no transfers being made. And then Thiago oh, yeah. came in, and it kind of eased some of the concerns in a certain section of the fan base. Maybe understandably, you know, people like to see your squad strengthened when you know your, your strongest point. And but since then, like probably bad news for any Villa fans listening to this. Liverpool against uh, Chelsea, and then against Arsenal look the business again <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 but as you said at the top of this chat mate they, they are the they are the ultimate team in the, the league at the moment and I think yeah. it, as you rightly said it's going to be a big test for Villa isn't it mm, yeah definitely I just I don't know what they I don't know if they've got, they've got a weak, weak point to be fair I don't know where to exploit them they tried last year at Anfield uh, down the fullbacks when Robertson and, and Trent used to bomb on a bit too much and believe get down the sides. I tried that a bit. I tried that a few times, but yeah, I don't know where they'll get at them. Just these half chances they might get. I think Watkins need to take, take, take one of them and make Liverpool think a little bit. Liverpool go a goal down like they did against Leeds, then you don't know. Um, we'll see. Yeah, I'm man enough optimistic. It's the last game before the international break, so hopefully Villa can keep up their momentum. Um, but like I say, I'd snap you under for a draw now. It's still early days and it's just good, good to see Villa how far they've come in such a short, sport, short space of time against this Liverpool side. It's a good yardstick, I'd, I'd say, and a good test. Certainly will be. It's great to hear Villa definitely back on the rise, mate. And uh, thanks, Ash, for your time talking to us ahead of the game. No doubt we'll catch up again for the, the reverse fixture at Anfield. And yeah, best of luck for the rest of the season, mate. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me on. You've been listening to the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel.